0: Welcome to the moments of joy podcast. My name is Camille joy, and I'm the host of this show. This podcast is dedicated to a very special group of parents, parents raising children with disabilities. There are an estimated 240 million children across the globe living with disabilities. And here on this podcast, it is my goal to create community for the parents raising them. Community locking arms from all over the globe. I pray that as you listen to each episode that has been handcrafted for you, you leave encouraged, you leave strengthened, you leave educated, and you even leave with some resources. So come on into the room, take off your shoes, relax, come on and take a seat on the couch and let Let's experience Moments of Joy. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. MVPs, I'm so excited today to have here with me Missy Mills. She is the mother of Eden. Um, That is how I'll explain her today or introduce her today. I'll let her introduce herself as well, Missy. Who are you? And
1: welcome to the show. (laughs) Eden's mom. (laughs) Pretty much. That was correct. That's what it is now. Thank you
0: so much. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. I just had another mama and she said the same thing. I'm I'm just Jada's mom. (laughs) That's it. I mean, seriously.
1: That's it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love your daughter. I've been following you for months now and... Um, mm-hmm. really have just fell in love with her personality. I love and thank you so much for putting her out there. And you know, I'm sure it wasn't in your comfort zone to just put your daughter all over social media. But thank you so much um for your transparency yes. in doing so. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this month is Dwarfism Awareness Month. It is, and so yeah, I didn't know that until I asked you to come on. So it was very important for me to make sure I had you on, had your episode up this month. So you'll go out really soon. So so um, take us back to the moment of the diagnosis.
1: Um, well, that came later on because they didn't know during pregnancy. They didn't know when she was born. Um, she didn't really have a lot of the features. That would be present, but in hindsight, they should have known from other things um, during the pregnancy. Yeah. So, um, I think just where we were and the fact that it's rare, a lot of doctors don't right away know. Um, it was doing her three month checkup with um, her pediatrician, where she said, you know, she was falling behind on the growth chart, height and weight, and that her head circumferences was a little bit larger than it should be. And then she had some concerns, and had we ever heard of achondroplasia? And I'm like, no. And she was like, it's a dwarfism. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, "Um," Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, we got short stature people on my paternal side. You know, maybe she's going to be short. And she was like, "Um, I don't know for sure, you know, but I want to get her tested. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and that started the ball rolling, and she sent us to – a neurologist first that ruled it out. Um, he said, no, you know, he was like, no, she's just Ooh. a little underweight. Take her home and feed her. <laughs> I'm like, I am feeding her. Wow. But okay. Yeah. yeah um, so we went to quite a few specialists because it was hard to get in with a geneticist right away. So she was sending us other places until she could get us in there, but they all said, no, you know, he looked at her head and wow. he was like, this is what we look for. She doesn't have hydrocephalus. And usually that's a little bit of that is um, present. And he was like, no. He's like, tell her no. Um, the next doctor said, tell her don't see you here again. Just pretty wow. much <laughs> put on a high calorie formula and move on with your life. Um, but she wouldn't give up. She called a friend of hers that was a geneticist and asked "Would he fit us in. And that was with her going on five months. He got us into his office, and he took one look at her. He looked at her hand. I remember he said she has starfish hands. She has dwarfism, just just like that. He was like, "I'm not." He was like, "It's." I'm thinking it's achondroplasia, but it could be a number of other ones that I would have to rule out. So he gave her an exam, sent us home, called us back in um, within a week. I remember because it was doing a hurricane, Matthew. And he called us in. He told me that she had that she had dwarfism. I was like, you know, it was. So he knew right away. Wow! Thank God for the persistence of that doctor. Yes. My
0: goodness, were you when the doctor was being so persistent? Were you? Did you feel angry with her? Did you feel like the doctor said it was nothing wrong? Why are you pushing? Yes.
1: Yeah. Not only the doctor, but the Mm -hmm. specialist said there's nothing wrong. So you need to back off because you're just a pediatrician. You know, (laughs) so it kind of got like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, just do me a favor and go to one more doctor, you know. And she had seen it before with another baby that was at the clinic at the time under another doctor's care. So she was pretty sure you know, um, yeah. And, um,
0: you taught, you taught me something here today because I thought dwarfism was just one, you know, thing and there are many different kinds.
1: Oh yeah. So with 300, it's like some have not even been properly named because there's so many differences between them. Um, with Mm -hmm. achondroplasia being the most common one. Um, but yes, it's, it's a lot of them. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so she was diagnosed at five months. At five months. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what was your state of mind in receiving that diagnosis in that doctor's office that day?
1: It was a lot because a lot was going on already. So it was on top of that and I hadn't finished healing from the other things just yet. So that was like piled on top of everything and it just felt like just way too heavy Plus, I hadn't really shared it with anybody but her godmother at the time. So it was this big thing of, wow. you know, what to do with all this information. Then they were throwing just everything at you at the time, all this information of what she wasn't going to be able to do, what she shouldn't do, how long it would take her to accomplish all these things. You know, she could be three or four before she sets up a walk, you know, just everything when you think you're just living this regular type of life, all of a sudden it's, everything changes. And so it's just overwhelming mm-hmm. for the most part. Yep. Yeah. Like something, yeah. something you're not familiar with, really never had an experience with. I met one person in my life with dwarfism, and it was when I was a child. So that wasn't a good experience. So mm-hmm. it was a lot. Yeah.
0: You were terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terrified. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that feeling, no matter the diagnosis, is the same. Um, you know, amongst parents, they are just like, what, and, and when you received the diagnosis, was it met with, okay, here's what you do. Here's where she should go. Or was it just like, here's what she has. Goodbye.
1: The doctor, he was a really good doctor, but he was more concerned about even in that moment, which I understood and not okay with me being upset. He was like, Hey, she's going to be okay. I'm going to walk you through this for the next 18 years. What's wrong with you? You know, it's not a destiny, so he didn't understand. Yeah. So, although you mm-hmm. know he was, he was a good doctor for us. In that moment, we weren't really connecting because you know I was feeling what I needed to feel in a moment, and he wanted me to feel different. You know, like oh, just be accepting. Wow. In that moment, and you know, he wasn't getting it. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And so, yeah. how long did it take you to actually? open up and start to tell family members because it isn't, this isn't something you can hide forever because it's going to present itself
1: either way. Right. So um, I reached out to a few people that I was close to um, within weeks, others, it took months and finally I just put it on Facebook like here, you know, this is what it is Um, and just put it out there. Because it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't about being ashamed, but wanted to protect her, and yes. that was more of what it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it genetic or something that just happened?
1: Um, it was something that just happened. She's the first little person in our family. It's mm-hmm. no history on either side. Um, mm-hmm. That's they, it's with the. Um, within the genes. It's one of the genes that cannot hear that it needs to grow. Um, and that's the issue of it. It just does not hear that you need to grow. Uh, and it's more to it right. than that because a lot of people think it's just being small, but depending on the situation, like with Eden, you know, she has a lot of disappointments and things that we have to do to be proactive, to make sure that she has the best quality life or whatever. So that's what I do. That's why I said
0: I'm Eden's mom now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is beautiful, you know. Um, yeah. in a sense, it, people listening could take that as, wow, she doesn't have a life outside her daughter or her child. But but I hear it as, you know, she is your focus. She is she is your life. Yeah. You know? And that yeah. is your focus. You've given her the best quality.
1: Right. And I had a best life. life. Before her, you know, prior to her. So mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this part of the journey in my life because it's the only thing that I had not done was to be a mother. So yeah, you know, other people may not understand oh. it or get it, but this is okay for me. okay
0: hmm Is Eden an only child?
1: She is for me. Yeah, she is. She mm-hmm. does have how siblings, old but today? not for me. Hmm?
0: Okay. You say how old?
1: How old is she today? Mm-hmm. Six.
0: She's six. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from from her diagnosis to now, how how did you move on? Um, Was there like weekly services that she had to do, any kind of therapies?
1: Oh, yes. In the beginning, there was a lot. Uh, It was overwhelming. We were always at the hospital. Um, Something was always going on uh, it kind of slowed down. Plus when you get a diagnosis, you're scared of everything. So of course I was running to the hospital all the time, every time it was a little something wrong. Um, but over the years it has calmed down as you know, I got to know and get familiar with her diagnosis and how to deal with things at home as well, you know, and she's had some small procedures to help with some of that, um, like the ear infections and the sleep apnea and all of that, you know, so she has some small um, procedures. Um, The only major thing that is a concern is the kyphosis. Um, And because Eden did things on time, when she wasn't supposed to, maybe her body wasn't ready to walk or sit up, but she was ready, it made the kyphosis worse. Whereas most kids with dwarfism, they have a little kyphosis, but when they start to walk, it curves in, and almost go away where you can't see it, but Eden never did. It got worse because she was doing way too much. Um, so she does have a severe kyphosis, and that's curvature of the spine. And she will eventually have to have surgery on that. So mm-hmm. right now just, they don't want to touch her because she's so small. So as long as there's no symptoms that's causing her any trouble right now, they'll wait to do it.
0: To so- me, what's so amazing while I'm listening to you talk is that You know, as parents raising children who are different, we can relate parents if they're listening or people who have no idea what the life is. Maybe they just know from hearing, but never can relate to the load. So I know the load of what you have gone through for the past six years is heavy. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you chose to still put that baby online and give Mm -hmm. other people joy. Is to yeah. me just so beautiful. Yeah, like, everything that you're even describing, it's like wow. Like it just, I can't even understand. Like you know, because mm-hmm. she gives and brings so much joy. Every post is so encouraging, right? She does, and it, and, it's and even with the little bit of negativity, that.
1: is is worth it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. The negativity is is gonna be there online, right? But oh, yeah. but the flood and mm-hmm. in, in the majority of us um parents and just people who are supporters and lovers of little Eden, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's amazing to us. People go through a lot every Thank day you. and just to just scroll yeah. and see the little ball of joy that you shared with us, I I just had to stop the conversation to commend you. Because I appreciate that. You you gave a gift to us, you know, in the yeah. midst of still figuring this out. Um, yes. How does it how does your home change now? Because you're raising a little person.
1: Um, everything changed. Um, everybody that started this journey with us, they're not here anymore. Um, wow. but better people are here. So mm-hmm. everything. Um, as far as like and in the home physically, in- yeah, yeah, we make everything so that she's comfortable. A lot of things Eden wants it to be the same as everybody else, so she figures out a way to use it. She doesn't want you modifying things mm-hmm. for her, um, okay. you know. So if she feels like you're changing it, then she's like, no, you know, I, mm-hmm. she wants to figure out how to do it without you making a big deal out of it. Because when she went to school once, we tried school in person and they wanted to get her a desk and a stool for her, she wasn't having it. So they had to get her a step stool to step up Mm -hmm. to her desk because she wanted to do what everybody else was doing.
0: So, Yeah. Wow. Because I, um, I haven't personally been able to know someone in real life, um, that Mm -hmm. has the diagnosis. So I watch on TV and watched the families on TV forever on TLC. (laughs) Um, that are little people. And I see a lot of times they'll bring down the counters to be their size or bring down the cabinets. But Eden seems like she will always not, she will make it work. She will be like everyone else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. So, so I heard you just mention there that um, you tried school. So what was that like? And is she in school now?
1: Um, We tried school back. We tried a preschool when we were back in Florida. And Eden loved it. I could never get comfortable with it. Um, I was calling to school every day. They were telling me stop calling, leave them alone. Um, She was fine. Uh, The kids weren't that much bigger than her. She was okay. Um, Then she started to get sick. uh, Picking up germs every time I sent her to school. Well, she'll come home sick, so she was missing three days, you know, from school out of the weekend it was expensive to be home all the time um so i finally pulled her out and she got better again and they told me it was gonna take a while for her immune system to you know catch up but i'm like how long you know six months she's still getting Mm -hmm. sick all the time as soon as i bring her back home she's well again so we homeschool then we moved here a couple of years ago we put her um in her dad's old school Mm -hmm. um And then COVID happened. So she didn't go in person. She ended up being at home doing it on the computer. And because Mm -hmm. of the frequent doctor visits to Delaware, we decided to keep her home for now. And she just Mm -hmm. does school online.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I think um, so many parents are going into homeschooling now. Mm -hmm. It's like become so much more acceptable, acceptable probably when we were growing up if somebody was homeschooled we would think of them as weird or like you're homeschooled who homeschools their children portrayed a certain way and now COVID has made it just comfortable for everyone to homeschool Mm -hmm. so I love that are you a part of any support groups what did you do to find community as a mom uh raising her
1: so, we started out with a support group. We were with um, one of the LPA groups, um, Little People of America. We started out with them in the beginning, and it was a lot of support. Um, as we moved around, we kind of just stopped. And I, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that do things my way, regardless of how other people do things. And mm-hmm. I get that you can get so much information from other little people Mm -hmm. and I um, have people that I speak with as well because they give me information when I need it but Eden is also an individual and I'm also her mother and nobody else can be an expert on her but me. That's right. So (laughs) that kind of puts me over in the area alone (laughs) Uh, and that's okay. And that's okay, because mm-hmm. I make decisions for her that a lot of people may not agree with. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. So yeah. we have our support system, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and because I speak of things that other people may be doing too, but they don't speak of them out of mm-hmm. fear of being judged by the people that are supporting them. Um, right. Like we're in a, she's in a um, a study mm-hmm. for achondroplasia. Okay. And what I was telling you about the gene that doesn't hear it needs to grow, they're working on it, hearing that it needs to grow. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't agree with it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. as I explained to people, my child is perfect the way she is. Yeah. I Because I have her in this program doesn't mean that I don't love her as she is. It means that right. if she was in a wheelchair and couldn't walk and there was something I can do about her walking I'm going mm-hmm. to do it if it's safe. Right, right. So she's a part of this study. And mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like it, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's it's, right. You know, right. You know, it's for anything I can do to give her more independence. I'm not going to always be here to help her. Yeah. Uh, anything I can, you know, for, it's for the independence. It ain't about the height. It's mm-hmm. about better um, bones. Mm-hmm. It's about her having less doctor visits. It's about right. independence. And mm-hmm. if she gets more health, um, height, why not? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah. we don't we don't have a group that we belong to, but I do have that's supporters. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Um, I'm glad you shared that. I had another mom on whose daughter had San Filippo and she, her daughter was a part of a study. So she talked about what a study is. And there's a group of doctors that are studying and looking for, you know, things that will help, better quality of life or a cure to something. And and that's what she means when she says she had her daughter to be a part of this study, correct? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so that that is absolutely amazing because then when there are other children that come along years later, you will have helped them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And today is it's a lot better. Um, we're in 2022, but there was a time in medicine, where people would be a part of studies without permission. Um, right. I saw a movie uh, about Henrietta Lacks where they mm-hmm. just studied her cells and she gave no permission, but her cells they helped to do so much in medicine, mm-hmm. um, so many cures, so much medicine. So, those things are very important for the future, yes, yes, yeah, so. So that's amazing. It's so unselfish of you to do. Thank you. Yeah, because it it wasn't just about eating. Mm -mm. But other children too. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... So as you move forward with her and she grows into young adulthood, I could could just picture her now because you already described her personality. I know she's going to want to drive. I know she's going to want to be just as independent (laughs) as she is now.
1: (laughs) Yes. So um, Mm -hmm. will you continue to homeschool her? Until she wants to go to school. If she asks to go to school, we're putting her in school. Right now, Mm -hmm. she's okay with homeschooling. Um, She likes it. We make sure that she does get her socializing in and activities in. She likes to do a lot of things. So if she says, I want to go to school, we're putting her in school. As long as it's a good match. Um, Because it's hard to find a good match when you don't want them outside of their peer group, but they're ahead of the class. You know, so it's kind of safer at home where you can get them work on their level, but they can still keep them with the same peer group.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So And um, with her diagnosis of dwarfism, what are acceptable terms to use to describe um, children like your daughter? I know there are harmful words which the world might not be aware of. I would love for you to educate us on that.
1: Okay. So, yes. Um, the one term that everybody's okay with is little person. Um I tell people mainly, you know, you can use her name if you're unsure. You can never go wrong with a person's name. Um, but if you, you know, you need a term, little person, um, Mm -hmm. is the one term that we're all okay with, um, that she's aware of. Um, we did do a video the other day where, you know, someone's like, and this is one of the negative things that people like to come on our page and say, that's not a kid, that's a midget. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know where that comes from, but it's a derogatory right. term. It has nothing to do with being a little person at all. Mm-hmm. So we try to educate people on that word. And I know people, some people don't know. They have told me, mm-hmm. I did not know. I'm sorry. I had a guy recently yeah. apologize. Like, you know, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I won't use that word again. I didn't know. And some of them don't know, but you have the ones that do know, but want to be hurtful because they are hurt people. And right. so, you know, they get the block and sometimes they get the mama bear and I, Mm-hmm. Tell them a few choice words, and, and most of the time I just right? yeah, yeah. You know, um or they think little, that's a little. Uh, they will say that's not a baby. That's a little person. Like little people mm-hmm. are born, and I take it as a positive because you think my child is so smart that she can't be a child that she has to be a little person. That's saying more about your parenting and your situation over there, and less about mine. But thank you for thinking mm-hmm. she's that intelligent. That she can't right. be a child. Right. So yep. it's a positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's
0: it's so nice to meet Eden's mom, and you represent nice so much strength too. and courage. And I know that um Eden's gonna be all right, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mama bear, and Mama mm-hmm. Bear has her back. And yes. um, as we navigate through these social media waters, um, you know, thank you again for your courage and your strength to show up and share and um, bring awareness. I think that's mm-hmm. that's most important. As you talked about um, little people, some people just don't know. I, yeah. I, I say this a lot, but it's so true that none of us, I don't want to say none, but the majority of us were not taught how to receive people with disabilities we just weren't any type of way so there's a lot of harmful words floating around that we saw used in school and even with adults um and yes. so we have a chance now to use social media to educate
1: that's right i see you yeah. doing it every day so mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so we we like teammates i said um talking to somebody else yesterday it's just Um, awesome to see your face because I feel like it's another link, you know, Mm -hmm. of another, you know, person that I've, I've met, I know. And it's another person of, of my community, you know, our children may not have the same diagnosis, but heart to heart, we get each other. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thank you. So before we end today, do you have any nuggets for the parents who are listening, who may have the same diagnosis or not, but they're raising a child with a disability.
1: The, way, the main thing I tell people is to feel what they need to feel so they can get that out of their way and don't suppress it. Feel it and then move. You know, and be present. You know, take care of yourself so you can take care of your child. And you don't hide what you feel. Talk about it. You know, no matter what it is, no matter, even if you think it's negative and you shouldn't be thinking that way, you need an outlet to get that out. You know, and it gets better. It gets better, you know, because if I knew what I know now, if I knew that six years ago, I wouldn't have been so nervous about the future. Yeah. That's all.
0: Yeah. Great advice. Thank you so much. Give yourself permission to feel. Man, yes. that's great advice. Right there. Mm-hmm. Don't go into overdrive. Just sit there. Someone yes. said it that to me. Um, with mm-hmm. mason's diagnosis go ahead cry it out it's okay that's right it's okay. yeah and i didn't stay there for long we got up and we moved on mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's right
0: And that's what you mm-hmm. do so thank you so much missy how can they find you in eden on social well eden because you're behind the scenes
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. I can find and, you social- and i do have a page um yes yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Missy D. Mills. Um, you come okay. check my page out. I do have two books out about our story if they're interested. Oh, wow. It's in the bio. It's also at Eden's bio at EdenOlivia.com underscore. And thank you for having us. I appreciate it.
0: You're so welcome. I'm going to go look right now and get that mm-hmm. book and support you guys. And thank, thank you, you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> you. All right, Bye. listeners. Don't forget, you always have the option to choose joy. And until next time... Bye-bye.